You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked on Rays, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And you can also email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Today's episode of the podcast is presented by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Well, Ulysses, the Tampa Bay Rays win a nail-biter of a game, 1-0 over the Texas Rangers last night but let's not bury the lead here this game was about tyler glass now tyler glass now tyler glass now as uh he throws another gym this is starting to become a habit of him for 2021 seven and two-thirds innings 14 strikeouts which i believe is a career high just two hits one walk 102 pitches and his era is a blistering 0.46 right now it's it's amazing what we've seen from from Tyler in 2021. He has developed himself into an ace, and that slutter is just becoming such a weapon for him. Uh, really, if you were a Texas Rangers fan, all you were hoping, all you were wishing, was for contact. That's right. it. Like a con a ground out to third was a victory. Like just just yes. put it in play. He was just uh, crazy. You know. He actually reminded me of that rotation from 2010 to like 2012, where the race were just, it was just a factory of guys going seven, eight innings deep. And, and that, that was such a great flashback to see a guy that dominant and then getting into the eighth. Uh, that was such a great yes. thing. Too bad. He couldn't um, finish it off there. And I, I again, I'm, I think Cash did the right thing. Oh, Kevin Cash, Kevin Crash moment. I, I see it coming right here. Here we go. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, I think he did the right thing here. Uh, look, yeah. it's the third. Um, how many pitches has Glass actually thrown in each one? 70 and one. I think he didn't even cross 70 pitches. Right. And one was 97. The other one was some 70 something. So no, you're not going to throw 130 on the third yeah. one. But what I did love was Tyler trying to make his case for the last out. Right. Love, love, love that. And so if you're a race fan, you, you, you're a fan of Tyler. If you, if you're not already a fan of Tyler. Absolutely. And that was again, an amazing, amazing start. It would have been really cool to see him finish eight innings and I get both sides of it. It was one of those things where he had an extra day of rest. It was the number eight hitter in the order that he would have been facing there or the bottom of the order at the very least. Um, at the same time, you start to see maybe the, the velocity a tick or two down, hanging mm-hmm. a couple curveballs. I, I get kind of moving on, but I, I'm just appreciative of, of the fact that they are, they're serious now about letting him go deep because That's nice. at first it was, it was like entering the season. Are they, are they just, is every start just going to be six innings? Once you hit that third time through the order, you're done. It looks like they are really, Look, here's the thing. When do we consider him 
to be an ace. He's pitching like an ace right now, but when do we elevate him to that? Yeah, he's the number one, but he's not an ace ace at the level of Jacob DeGrom and a Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Are you, you're already, you're going for it. You, you, you're putting him in ace status right now. No, that's, that's, that's why I'm saying you're going to hate me. I, I don't think you, you get to be called an ace until you have at least an, an ace type season and a full he's season yet to do that a full season. Yeah. So if he keeps going like this, which obviously he won't, because then if he keeps at this pace, he would literally have the best season any pitcher has ever had. So right. obviously he's not going to keep up this, this, this pace, but my goodness. Yeah. He is pitching like an ace yes. right now. I mean, you, you couldn't ask anything more. Kevin, those 14 strikeouts, uh, he almost tied the franchise record. He was one away. And when mm-hmm. Trisha asked him after the game, he actually didn't know that. And he was like, well, that's a shame I couldn't get to it, which that's so fantastic because now he knows my career high is one away. So right. that's now something personal that he can you know look towards and, and, and hopefully break that record. Yeah. Another question. Do you think as of right now, so he has 19 and two thirds innings across three starts. Do you think he will get to the 200 inning plateau this year? Like he's sort of on pace right now. No, he falls short of it. Okay. No, I think when you see the the super two deadline uh, come around, you're going to see a little bit more um sharing of the load right right now. I I think what what they did yesterday was great. Look, the bullpen is kind of in pieces right now. If Tyler can give you eight innings, almost give him yes. the ball for eight innings, and especially when, I mean, when you're striking out at the rate that he was striking out yesterday, how could you go to the bullpen? You know, uh, he, he kind of uh, walked himself in there because maybe by striking at so many people out, the pitch count got so high. Uh, but I think it was a tremendous performance, yes. and yeah. Let's not bury the lead. It is Tyler Glass now. Uh, Tyler Glass now. Tyler Glass now. Um, he threw 59% fastballs, 22% sliders, and 19% curveballs. And there is, I recommend an article on Fangraphs that kind of outlines the development of Glass now's third pitch. And it's funny because, you know, some of the metrics and anything you look at, that slutter, the slider, the cutter, whatever you want to call it. It's not like a super, super elite pitch. It's probably, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, an average above average pitch. But when you combine that with two elite pitches that he already has, the fastball and the curveball, you don't need a third elite pitch. You just need a decent one that makes the hitters think and one that you can throw in the zone if you get behind in the count. It's like, instead of hitters just thinking fastball automatically, like, oh, you know, I, I'm up 2-0 here. I'm, I'm most likely going to get a fastball. You might get a slider too. So I think that's that's really what we're starting to see from Tyler Glass. And I think as he continues to use the, the slider more and more and, and fine-tune it, it might even develop even further. So that's a great sign from that standpoint too with him. That is such a good point. It doesn't. You don't have to have three elite pitches. You already have two. So right. if you just have an average to maybe an above average uh, slutter there, dude, it, the world is your oyster. And yes. he's really utilizing that pitch very well. And and now that curveball is like the out pitch. You have two strikes on you. That curveball is going to come bite you. Mm-hmm. And there was a really cool video of, of of an overlay. I don't know if it was by Alex Fast or or Rob Friedman, but. Uh, they the three pitches, Kevin. They're on the same plane. 
like mm. f- for a long time then they deviate you know horrendously all over the place but for a long time those three pitches look like the same pitch yes. it's, it's it's incredible what he's able to do with those three pitches right now Look, what I like to say, I'm going to use a little bit of an analogy here. That slider, that slutter, whatever you want to call it, it's like goat cheese, okay? Goat cheese by itself, I don't find appetizing, but when you mix it with a little bit of fruit, blueberries, some some almonds, and maybe a little dressing, romaine, then you got you got a little bit of a okay. something there. You got a little decent uh. tasting dish. It, it, but when you, again, when you combine that slider with what he already offers it is amazing. I wouldn't even want to think if he gets a fourth pitch, like really. And, and again, he doesn't really need those three. He's no. got good enough stuff. He's got good enough extension that he is. I mean, he is absolutely on a roll right now. Uh, we will continue this discussion because there's some more things to unpack from the game. But first, we've got to tell you about one of our good friends, and that is rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging and changing uh, prices based on what the market will uh, bear like airlines tend to do. RockAuto.com is for everybody, and it doesn't require membership or account login, so that's good. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and be sure to write "Locked On" in their "How did you hear about us?" box so they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Okay, Ulysses, continuing on last night's game, which I don't know the, the time of that game. What was it about? It, it seemed for a 1-0 game, it seemed longer than what you would expect for a pitcher's duel. Like, again, I can pitcher's tell duel you. 1-0. I expect it, it needs to be 215. That's it. Let me get out of here, okay? 240. 240. 240. Okay. Not bad. Right. That's manageable there a little bit. Yes. But um, Willie Adamas. Willie Adamas coming up clutch with the Rays lone run and one of the few hits of the night. And honestly, like, I don't know if Brian Anderson is telepathic or psychic or whatnot, because he pretty (laughs) much called that before it happened. And I kind of saw, again, we know about Willie Adamas struggles at Tropicana field, although he's been hitting much better the last couple games. I mean, he's had a couple hits, especially in the Yankee series, but, um, the the lefty reliever for the Rangers, uh, Hearn, like you could see it in the last couple of at bat uh, of batters. What he was doing was he was throwing, he's starting you off with a fastball, middle down in the zone. You know that's what you're going to get, and that was right. an opportunity for Willie to capitalize on it, and and that was huge there. And again, you know, great for Willie, but you also just sort of wish that, I mean you don't want to waste another Tyler glass now start because this game could have been two one and and the Rays lose. It's like, I don't know if it's a mental thing where, where hitters sort of maybe rest on their lures a little bit, knowing like, Oh, we got glass now today. We don't have to do much at at the park today, boys. We just need a run or two and and we're good. And, or, I mean, maybe a little bit, again, the Yankee series was very emotional uh, tensions mounting, lengthy games and maybe there's a little bit of carryover from Sunday to Monday and you maybe kind of it, it, you just have one of those bad Monday games or, or so to speak and I know and also I mean give I'm not gonna not give credit to the Rangers because it's the first time they're seeing these guys and first time they, they're seeing Dane Dunning and so forth but 
I mean, didn't this happen with Charlie Morton and, and other guys where, you know, they'll, they'll put together a great outing, but the Rays just don't get enough runs in some of those starts. And it's like, what the heck here? Just a couple. That's all we need. Well, I mean, it used to happen with James Shields in that 2011 season where yeah. he was going crazy, just lack of run support. Yeah, maybe it's a mental thing. We got our A's. Don't worry about this. We got this. Also, it could be what you're saying, uh, playing down to the competition. You played at such a high level of, of intensity for the whole weekend that the, the lowly Texas Rangers are coming in and you might not, you know, feel that tension as you did during the weekend, maybe. But, uh, you know, look, all it takes is one. Willie was fortunate enough to do that for Tyler Glass. You can't waste such a prime beautiful start by, mm-hmm. by Tyler Glass. Now, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy that not only Willie, but Diego then with, with the filthiness in the ninth and, and able to close it out, obviously Cody Reed gets an important out there, but yeah. yeah, it was a team win. Everybody got in there, but of course Glass now gets, gets the, the headlights, but it was a really good day before the game started, Kevin, because they, they actually got to uh, receive something pretty cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. One more thing from the game that I want to touch on and give credit to, um, Francisco Mejia, Francisco Mejia for, I mean, catching the entire game and catching Tyler Glass now is not an easy guy to receive. Neither is Diego Castillo. And for the most part, keeping balls in front of him and also um, making some really good throws to first and second. I mean, he was, he, I think he's starting to show that when you are part of a battery of an outing in a game like that, it shows, I think it builds some trust that it's not like we have to have, we don't have to roll Zanino out there for when we need a great start. I think Mejia is really starting to come into his own. In fact, I think the last pitch of the game, a strike, he framed pretty well that Diego got his way too. I mean, it was kind of a borderline call, but Mejia, I think, maybe had been a little bit of a difference maker too with that. We've liked how he hits. We've liked the hustle. The only thing that we've always talked about is, okay, can he get that glove work a little bit better? what is happening right now maybe it has a little bit to do with Zunino I mean it, it, it should help having a teammate with the reputation and the skills that 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 Z has behind the plate to be able to tell Francisco hey this is how you you work this here now that that should help and and that's kind of what I was talking about in the offseason before the Ronaldo trade you know, pair, pair him up with Zunino if you're so worried about uh, his defensive misuse. Right. Maybe Francisco is, is is getting that training, and, and that's really nice to see because a switch-hitting guy that can that can hustle and maybe can play a couple other positions, uh, your own Williams Astudillo, but, you know, a little bit faster, uh, yes. you know, that's always a, a nice component. So, yeah, for sure, Francisco Mejia should get a shout-out. Um, okay. So before the game, and this has become kind of a, a viral controversial deal of the Rays, I guess, I don't know, according to some people, some opposing fans that the Rays have made and are making too big of a deal of the AL championship ring distribution. I know there was like a five, six minute video on the, uh, I guess, broken jumbotron on the game, uh, or before the game there. And uh, one of our listeners, Brendan Atkins, uh, who is actually a Royals fan, but listens to the podcast. Uh, he, he wants our thoughts on this. No disrespect, but just curious about the rollout of these championship rings, AL championship rings. And, um, you know, I think it's one of those things where, look, I think if and when the Rays win a World Series, maybe they won't celebrate this or make as big of a deal 
as much as it was yesterday. But at the same time, I mean, the Dodgers did it after the 2018 season. They did a huge video thing. I, I got the date right here, March 30th, 2019. And they give a, an AL championship trophy, no? I mean, is it not? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, and I'm not trying to totally defend the race here. I think maybe they went a little bit. Uh, look, you want to celebrate it, after, after, especially after the season that it was. I mean, if there was something to celebrate after all that right. happened that year with the pandemic and getting through expanded playoffs and injuries, I don't mind them celebrating that. But they do distribute an AL championship trophy, don't they? They do uh, sell hats and T-shirts and so much more memorabilia. And could you not argue that uh, this is – a top five team honor in all of baseball world series, NL championship, AL championship world baseball classic. What's what, I mean, it's one of the, the best accomplishments from a team standpoint that I can think of. I mean, I, I I wouldn't want them to hand out, uh, you know, huge gaudy rings after, you know, winning a wild card game or anything like that, but you won a championship, you won your league. You, I think you deserve to, to relish and celebrate in that a little bit, my opinion. I, I think it's great that they get to celebrate such an achievement because it is uh, people dunking on the race, social media because of their posts and the videos or whatever. They're becoming the loudest voices on this. And they, and they really shouldn't be because yeah. being the American league champions should be something to celebrate. You know, while the Rays were playing the Dodgers, 28 other teams were scratching themselves on the couch. Right. Okay. So, I mean, it, it obviously it is an achievement. Uh, I look, I think maybe you wouldn't uh, celebrate this as, as much as, as you would want. Maybe they want to even celebrate it even more, but you know, obviously, right. you know, being second is, is not the ideal thing. You want to dunk on something for the race, maybe dunk on them for, for, for hanging wild card. Yeah. Games. I was going to ask that. I think it, we're, we're starting to get to a point where maybe you don't do that anymore but we have to remember this is a young franchise they suck they were the laughing stock of sports for the first decade and you won your league look rings are handed out all the time throughout you you make it to the final yeah. four you get a you get a ring you win your conference championship you get a ring all the all the minor leagues like they they you know if the durham bulls win the triple a championship they get a ring double a single like eric neander probably has a box of rings sitting you know in his desk somewhere like who are we to say that, uh, you know, what is, what isn't deserving you, you won the American league. So I think it, it, look, if, if they didn't do, if they didn't give away a trophy and they didn't make a huge deal, uh, or MLB as a whole, making a big push for selling merchandise of your team as the AL championship, then yeah, maybe don't do the ring, but it's all part of that. So I don't get why a little ring is a big deal, quite frankly. Well, you know, you know why? Because who are the people that are complaining about this? It's it's coming from three fan bases. I guarantee yeah. you, it's the Houston Astros, the New York Yankees, and, and and the Red Sox. Two of them are interdivisional rivals. You are going to dunk on your rivals no matter what. Right. I, I don't I don't see a Milwaukee Brewer fan saying, oh, "Look at the Rays being so, such idiots." No, because right. a Milwaukee Brewers fan would probably be really happy for his team to do the same thing. So it, it's yeah. coming from 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 loud voices that you know that are are, are just should be white noise really yeah. frankly and I, I think they're jealous too because after yes of course those, those teams you know after uh you know the red sox win a title i think everybody gets apple watches if, if the astros win <laughs> they get a fancy trash can 
the, the Yankees win a championship. Uh, what do they get? Shaving cream and, and a shave. Bullpen phone. You know, a bullpen yeah. phone directly to the front office. Yeah, that's it. Hey, you know, it's it's ridiculous. I look. I don't have a big problem with it. Look, maybe they went a little overboard with the the promotion hype, but look, it was. We're just happy to have baseball last Look, year, and it was a miraculous season that should be remembered for everything that happened with that. Now, if they win, say they win the AL championship and go to the World Series this year, maybe they make a little bit of a smaller deal if they lose to the World Series. And I think if they win the World Series, then maybe you de-emphasize the AL championship trophy and, and ring presentation a little bit. And it's something else Me. to sell to, to fans. You can sell the replicas. I mean, let, let's, it's a business at the end of the day too. You're, you're trying to, to build goodwill and merchandise, sell some crap. And, and a lot of fans at the drop this weekend had new merch. They had world series hats and they had world series yes. patch jerseys and, 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 and beanies and all that. So uh, look, it's, it's, it's a business, like you said, but I don't think it's a bad thing to remember and, and, and celebrate an achievement in 2020, especially like you said, how 2020 was weird and quirky and it should be remembered for all of the things that we all went through, but 2021 should be the objective. And I think that now 2020 celebrations are done and the team and players should be looking towards 2021 and what that means and I think they do because in their quotes, they all say, look, it was awesome to see right. it, the banners and the ring and all that, but we're ready to keep going. They're not done yet. And, and that's exactly what you want to hear as a race fan is let's remember this. Let's, let's enjoy it. Let's celebrate it, but also put it back in, in, in the trunk and, yeah. and let's keep moving forward. There's championship in the title. So I feel like you should be able to celebrate in that yes. a little bit. I'm just saying with that. So there we go. Okay. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And it's also free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And remember, use that promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N. Okay, Ulysses, tonight we have Ryan Yarbrough hoping for a bounce back start going up against Journeyman. Kyle Gibson, Kyle Gibson, th this may just show you how much uh, the Rangers are in disrepair. Look, I don't have anything against Kyle Gibson, but he's their number one. He's yeah. their, he's their quote unquote ace. ace. And I've always seen him as what he's like a career number four, number five, if you look at his numbers. So it just kind of yeah. goes to show you the situation and the major, major rebuild uh, that uh, the Rangers are under there. But of course, Ryan Yarbrough uh, looking to, uh, come back from what was a uh, disastrous game that we, I think, all want to forget against the Red Sox, where the Red Sox just, I mean, let's, it looked like Yarbrough was still in batting practice with the way his his cutters were getting hit earlier yeah. on in the count. But I think this is an opportunity. Look, this is, you're facing a bad Rangers team. This is a good, this is a good get me Bounce right back. game, get me right start, because Let's be honest, uh, the, the Rangers don't have a ton of great right-handed hitters or a ton of great hitters in their lineup. 
first of all, but um, they're good hitters. I mean, if you you, you want to consider them, you know, Nate Lowe and, and Joey Gallo and David David Dahl, they're, they're lefties. So that kind of yeah. plays into Yarbrough's advantage a little bit. So, um, look, th- those guys are different than, you know, the Vasquez and Arroyos and, and Martinez is out there that we saw from the Red Sox. So I'm expecting him to do – to have a good start, you know, six innings, maybe three earned runs, four earned runs, something along those lines. What we're used to seeing Ryan Yarbrough do traditionally. This lineup is more akin to the Marlins lineup than the Red Sox lineup. That That's yeah. for sure. And another thing, yeah, he got hit, but let's remember, you know, Fenway's quirkiness kind yes. of uh, unfolded there and, 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 and hurt Yarbs and a little bit of defensive miscues there by the shortstop, Willie Adamas. Uh, and Yoshi as well. So, you know, taking those things aside, I, I'm looking for a bounce back, better lineup against them. Like you said, not a lot of right-handers, so that's going to be playing to Yarbs. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm still pumped up uh, about Tyler Glass now, but sh- could we, should we see seven innings from Yarbs mm. today? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, the bullpen was pretty really rested. Nice. It would be nice. It would be nice. But the bullpen was pretty rested yesterday due to Glasnell's great start. So we'll see. In fact, we may have to backtrack on, I guess it was my prediction. I don't know if you agree with it or not, that Yarbrough would lead the team in innings pitched. As of right now, it looks like Glasnell might be the leader in that. But again, Glasnell has to stay healthy. <laughs> That's the big thing that we've, yeah. we've always said, uh, that we've always said with that. So uh, hope that Yarbrough does well. So are you, are you going with over six innings pitch tonight? I'm going with over six innings. Yes. Um, if it's one, six and a third, or if it's seven, seven, whatever it is, man, okay. um, I, I would like for him to, to get a nice bounce back. Uh, so he can kind of forget about that. Friend. You know, they're professionals. They say, yes. Hey, I'm done with that star, whatever, but it's nice to put the cherry on the top, you know? Okay. You- this is, this is more like me. And besides this is his first start at home. Uh, th- that should be nice. Again, a guy from Lakeland, I'm sure that his family is going to be in attendance mm-hmm. seeing his first start, uh, being able to be back uh, watching him play. Uh, so, uh, you know, his juices should be flowing. I think this is going to be a good game. Conspiracy theory. Uh, so he is having another child on the way, or I think maybe a first child on the way, which is good for him. But any thoughts into maybe that being a little bit of a distraction as he goes forward? I'm going to year. say the opposite. I think he's okay. going to be pumped up. I think it, it, it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's something. Look, I've never, you know, I don't I don't have a kid, uh, so uh, you but, can't he, speak he, to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a couple so dogs. Can, I don't know. Does that count? I don't think. Not quite. <laughs> I think you're you're more of a parent because you have dogs uh, and, yeah. and a cat. Uh, but uh, I think it, it, that would just be such a. Uh, a boost in, yeah. for, for your, for your self-esteem and, and for your life. So I think, you know, that, that should just be something to pump, pump himself and, and not be a distraction. Hey, maybe a distraction when, you know, the birth is about to happen and, and you're thinking right. about your wife and all of the things that you, that need to happen. But right now I think it's just pure joy. And, and he had a really cool reveal, uh, photos at the trap and so it's gonna be a girl good for him congratulations and uh i hope he kills it tonight on on the first start after knowing he's gonna have a girl look at that there we go how about that and you know what maybe some of it plays into the fact that he is a lakeland native he is from the area i'm sure he has a lot of family that can help out and be by his side it's not like he was just traded to the rays and he's right. you know, there, there's a lot going like he's pretty settled in 
to his role and such. And maybe it's a kind of a motivation pushing factor knowing yes. that, Hey, I want to try to get that long-term contract extension. So rooting Ooh. for him tonight as he goes against Kyle Gibson. And I will say, okay, I know I, I joke about Kyle Gibson being uh, the Rangers number one when he shouldn't be, but let's also be a little honest here. Ryan Yarbrough is not really the, the number two that you think of, not that he can't step into that role, but he's not, you know, we're, he's maybe up a little, a couple pegs too. I mean, in a, in a perfect world, you'd like to see him as a number three, number four. You like to see Charlie Morton in the equation and Blake Snell in the equation, but that's not what we're and, dealing with right here. And, and that's okay. You know, because Shane McClanahan and, and Joe Ryan and Luis Patino can, can fill that two, three spot and Yarbrough can, can go back to sliding into a three, four guy. But uh, right now he's, your, he's your number two. Hopefully he, yeah. he, he pitches like a number two, but going back to Kyle Gibson, the race lineup, let's do something. The guy yeah. that has the second most at-bats today is Brendan Lau. Brendan Lau needs to stop <sighs> pretending he is in October of 2020. We haven't really talked about this because it's been 10 games, but yeah. Brandon Lau, um, stop doing your October 2020 uh, impersonation slash your Yoshi imitation. Yeah, Yoshi and That's Brandon Lau had some bad swings wolf. yesterday. Like, they're little half swings and getting crossed up. It was no bueno from that yeah. standpoint. And this is the time to do it. Gibson, a righty, no? Yes. So, I mean, this is... This is your opportunity to pounce for sure. Okay, uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episodes of the Locked on Today and Locked on Fantasy Baseball podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.